Hey guys, welcome to Engage Cast, a podcast about all things growth and marketing. Today Priyam will be speaking with Siddharth Dwivedi, co-founder and head of growth at Zor Labs, which is a data-driven performance marketing agency. He has also co-founded Vizel, a social media analytics tool in the past. Today, through Siddharth, we are trying to find some answers to what is actually happening on the acquisition side of the marketing. So I'll not waste much of your time. Let's jump right into the conversation. Thank you so much, Siddharth, for uh, agreeing to come on the show, uh, sparing some time on, of course, which I'm sure is a busy week for you. And uh, thank you once again for agreeing to uh, have a chat with us. I hope everything has been going on well with you. Absolutely, completely. I mean, uh, I, there are things that, of course, uh, have been affected, but. I think these are the best times to explore personally and even look at the things while sitting back from a distance at what has been happening. So yeah, it's fantastic. Super, super. So like I mentioned earlier, uh, over our briefing call as well, I want to understand the impact of COVID uh, on businesses, on job profiles, and on, in the way brands are now engaging and connecting with their consumers. So I'm going to be asking you a few questions around that. and. I want to begin with the most basic question right now, which uh, I am asking every marketer today. How has COVID-19 impacted you as a professional and of course the industry that you operate in? All right, absolutely. So uh, first thing personally, I don't think it has had an impact. In fact, uh, I see this as an opportunity. I feel that a lot of things that my competitors probably who were ahead of me uh, they are not doing and this is the time when I can cover up that gap. I think uh, since the invention of serial maybe or maybe second world war this is the one of the biggest uh, business opportunity. Uh, but coming back to uh, your second question, uh, second part of it, uh, what is uh, happening in your industry which is marketing and advertising in my case, I think uh, it's pretty bad uh, overall if I have to look at it uh, because uh, everyone out there is the first thing that you cut is marketing budget. Yep. I've been talking to entrepreneurs. They, they say that we are not doing that. However, on the flip side, there are certain businesses which are spending more. And this is a pattern that we are seeing. We are also trying to understand industry. So in our tool, we, uh, we are kind of analyzing certain industry. Number one is OTT platforms. The second is that tech. And we are seeing there is a tremendous increase in engagement. It points to two things. Number one, users are really online and they want to engage with these brands. The second is these brands are probably spending more than ever. And, and the opportunity right now for certain businesses, for instance, two of my clients uh, actually doubled its budget and one of them uh, increased by 50%. And the reason why they did is because their business is suited for this environment. They're providing their services online. So while there are uh, consumer focused business, uh, which are not able to spend and which cannot spend because ultimately no one is buying their product unless it is the essential services ambit. So I think uh, it depends upon what in, uh, industry you are in so you can actually scale the budget. But I think there are agencies which uh, aim to gain from this and there are agencies which will suffer. So let's say as an agency uh, in a marketing advertising, you were serving only e-commerce clients. Suddenly you are in trouble because e-commerce is not working anymore. And probably in the next few months, it might not be. So 
if your services were diverse, I think you will be pretty much safe, which in my case has happened, I think. Super, super. I completely agree on a couple of points and I have been chatting with a few folks from EdTech and uh, OTT and gaming as well for that matter. And they have certainly seen a massive thing and it's like the biggest period of growth for them probably since inception and uh, it's all organic, it's purely organic. And in some cases they have been happy that of course uh, there is increased traffic but they're also struggling to ensure that the customer experience does not uh, get affected, everything remains intact, nothing gets broken. So three challenges on that side as well. But I also like the fact that you uh, are talking about key challenges that are coming in place of in, in terms of delivery. And I completely understand because of the fact that the uh, if impact of COVID on marketing has been really brutal with respect to funding and budgets, right? Budgets have started to uh, 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 reduce drastically. The earlier brands were uh, operating with a really massive budget, right? And now everybody's uh, concerned. And the first thing to go away is, of course, the marketing budget. Now, uh, in your case, what, what changes have you noticed with respect to the marketing strategy for consumer brands? Right, absolutely. So I think this is uh, a, a topic that we were toying uh, with some of my clients and even internally in the team. Uh, so number one thing that we noticed is when you are doing advertising, you had to be very subtle and very cautious. You cannot go out to your customers and say, I have 50% off buy. Because that sounds very unempathetic, uh, I would say. Uh, even if you're not a consumer brand, I think, uh, as long as you're going to customer and you're not asking him, hey, what's the biggest problem that you're facing and how can I solve it? I don't think uh, you are building that connection. So one thing that uh, any uh, advertiser or marketer risk right now is losing that connection. A lot of, uh, uh, I would say, clothing and apparel brands, they're also facing this issue. They don't know how to communicate in this environment. You cannot just go and say we are in this together. No one would believe you, right? No one would believe sure. you that, sure. right? So I think there are brands which try to do that. Uh, there was, a, the, I think Priyanka Chopra is, is, is an association with Crocs and they try to do something like this by giving 10,000 pair of shoes for the medical professionals. I don't think it, it went down well with the audience. So when you are going with the uh, with your marketing communication messages, you have to be you have to be very subtle. You have to be empathetic, uh, and I think you should let the customers speak before you even try to speak to them. I think this is the time when brands actually need to understand what is the fundamentals of content marketing. I think and try to uh, build that connection. Uh, and I think one of the strategy right now that brands can actually do is talking to customers, like forget business at all. I know it's challenging. I know it's unprecedented because uh, even while I'm saying this, uh, they are very, this is not something that we have seen in action. Mm -hmm. Maybe in six months time, we will look at this time in retrospection and then we can say that these are the things that a brand should be doing. Right now, my personal disposition is, uh, you should be talking to customers without any expectation. Just let them come at you, let them talk to you. I completely agree with that point, Siddharth, about uh, being a lot more vocal, being more connected, which brings me to the next question. There have been uh, some really nice campaigns 
communication campaigns that brands have uh, launched, which have, of course, acknowledged the impact of the pandemic. In fact, that's the biggest topic in focus right now. Has there been something interesting which you have come across, which has been rather a glaring change in the way brands communicate today with consumers? If, if indeed that there is something that you have witnessed, what is that one element that you think has changed in the way brands communicate? So on the communication side, I think uh, uh, you have to first out go digital. So I was looking at, uh, uh, I think one of the brands in US, they decided to actually uh, run offline ads in summer. And when summer actually started, they didn't anticipate it. So what their agency came up with the idea is, let's make it even more amazing. So let's say there was a creative where they had written why you should buy it. And below that creative they ran, we bought this ad only to be seen it by a sweeper and a pigeon. So actually they're making sure that their content actually goes viral online rather than offline. At least someone sees it and posts online. So the point is uh, you have to be creative at the same time. I think this is one of the uh, best example I saw personally. And other brands which are trying to do that is by uh, educating. I think I, there was a post by Siemens, I think, uh, and it's an electronics company. It's, it's absolutely uh, exciting to see that brand talking about how you can prevent COVID-19. So one of the first creative that went viral in right. this it was right. from Siemens. Right. And you have to look at it. It was, it, it's a brand that sells electronic equipments, right? Consumer electronic products. So I think that was one of the amazing examples where I think, and I still remember that name. I think I haven't used Siemens product in like years. Sure. The point is, uh, I still have that connection. I still remember the brand's name because it had an impact. So I think awesome. these, these are the two most exciting examples I, I saw myself. Awesome, awesome. So I'm glad that we're talking about the fact that a brand like Siemens has evolved in a massive way with respect to their communication and they are trying to connect with their consumer, right? Have you witnessed an evolution in the job profiles as well? The traditional job profiles that we know of a CMO or a product manager or a marketing manager. Has COVID-19 affected that? Personally, uh, I don't think I can comment on that because I haven't seen that. Uh, but yeah, I have seen that uh, there are certain roles in the company which are evolving. So let's say there were so multiple roles, again, the auxiliary tasks come in for a person. But I think this time will demand uh, that product managers also come up with the skills of marketing. So I'm, I'm actually in touch with uh, India's, one of India's banks and they are coming up with a very innovative product. Uh, I know that this product manager is expected to be, uh, let's say, uh, very good with marketing experience because he's the one managing even that, that aspect. So I'm not talking with CMO, I'm not talking with chief digital officer, I'm talking with the product manager. So I think uh, uh, what the time will demand right now is one person with multiple skill set, and preferably marketing is one skill set. I think uh, everyone in the HR team would want their, let's say, product managers or their sales guy to handle it. I, 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 very interesting thing happened. I was actually pitching to an ad tech startup last week. Uh, and I was talking to CMO and suddenly when I'm talking about social media and advertising to them, their chief sales uh, officer come into the picture as well. So it, it was very fascinating for me uh, because I was thinking what does a chief sales officer has to do with this? 
but the point is they want to make sure that uh, everyone is on the same page and i think mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing by the way a sales and marketing team is collaborating mm-hmm. but essentially I, i think in in this period the time will demand that people at least have the marketing skill i can't say about the other department and division but i think that is one thing uh, your owners and uh, maybe founders will expect from the team absolutely absolutely and just like to add one point that where as far as marketers are concerned marketing managers are concerned i think the biggest focus area right now for most of them is to extract more value out of less because the traditional marketing budgets and the funds have been exhausted traditional marketing strategies of course are not working anymore uh, so therefore it is very very interesting i like the fact that you mentioned going digital is so important right now because it's it's the only channel that we know is going to get you some kind of demonstrated roi and spending money with the right content the right way is definitely a big challenge for marketers right now those who haven't really transformed their marketing probably right time to do so awesome so one more question that i wanted to ask you is because it's something that uh, is very pertinent to your industry and the work that you do considering you must be pitching to so many brands i have noticed the kind of communication uh, from consumer brands that has been uh, hitting us in the past few weeks has evolved massively most of the consumer brands that i know the digital apps that we are all using are all banking on uh, empathy and education right everybody initially uh, went ahead with the first wave of messages which was uh, completely humanized asking us to take care of each other educating us about using masks and everything how how do you how important do you think is uh, empathy right now with respect to user engagement and communication and going forward do you think it is a theme that is here to stay right uh, so i think uh, let me give you one another example that i was talking to a fellow entrepreneur a week back so he told me that he simply asked a person in email in a cold email not even a cold email i think he was a customer so he he reached out to that person he says uh, i just wanted to understand how the product is working for you uh, and if i can add value of course it sounds a very genuine message right but again the point here is when as a founder you are going to your customers and talking about your product i mean that's that's again uh, i think you are disconnected you're creating that disconnection you're not talking in context and i think even though you try to be and i think it's a very genuine message how i can actually improve my product what's the feedback on this but the customer actually was furious on the other end his exact message was uh, i mean in even in these times you are just talking about a product which which actually makes sense so i think on the communication side again taking the example of siemens i just mentioned i think the empathy part is very difficult to it's it's as a concept is very easy to understand but it's very difficult to execute what actually uh, entails or what actually comprises empathy what should i say to the customer that makes him understand that i am really concerned and and i know that certain brands actually are uh we all have to because we are in this together right <laughs> sure <laughs> sure absolutely right so i think um this is this is some, this is something that uh, brands will eventually figure out i think um, no brand has uh, been able to do it right now i think we are still trying to make sense of it uh i there's uh, this example from big basket i think uh, they try to do something innovative on their platform 
So when you open their app, the first thing you see is how many orders they have delivered right. till now, how many orders they delivered till last week. So I think that is again a great way to tell uh, or let the customer even empathize with you. Hey, it's not that we are sitting idle. It's that we have so many orders that we are not able to serve you. We did this in the last week. We are doing this much right now. So it's very difficult for us as well. So I think uh, on, on this side, I think they are communicating really well with the customers. Brilliant, brilliant. I really like the fact that you mentioned uh, the, the personal incident that happened. And I completely understand the customers, of course, expect a certain human element in the communication with the brands. And I think that is absolutely critical. Which is why probably Big Basket also reacted considering they got an immense amount of backlash because of lack of orders. So yeah, it's going to be a tough time for marketers to try and figure out what is the best message, most definitely. But one thing is for sure, empathy is here to stay, most definitely. Awesome. Uh, so, Siddharth, one very important question that everybody has been trying to figure out. Uh, since there is so much of talk about the fact that retention uh, is very, very important right now because acquisition was always uh, uh, very expensive to do and paid marketing is not a luxury everybody can afford. So the focus is shifting again to user retention and how you can extract more value from your users. What is What, what would constitute a good retention strategy for brands right now? Mm -hmm. All right. So first of all, uh, uh, I, I, I kind of don't agree with this idea initially. I mean, I'll answer your question the second part. I don't agree that this is the best time for retention, maybe. Um, because, and again, taking another example, people are not advertising, I know, but this is probably the best time to advertise. Uh, my data, like my company's data suggests that there has been a decrease of 30 to 80% in cost per impression, which practically mean if, uh, if, you're using, if you're spending like $1 and you were reaching 1,000 people, Right now you are reaching 1300 to 1800 people, which is fantastic. So I think um, it's, it's a great time to reach out to new customers. It's actually tap into the, the referral power of your uh, customer and customer base. Uh, but having said that retention is always important. We all understand that it's SaaS business. Uh, the reason Netflix, despite all the heavy budget, I think they are so successful is because of the, the retention. So I think retention has very little to do with the marketing. Uh, I think it, it comes into the last, as the, um, you can say, uh, customer delight phase, mm -hmm. uh, how your customer success team mm -hmm. and your product itself is delivering value. Mm -hmm. And when things go rough, so uh, I used to talk to my partner about this uh, 10 years back. What happens in a recession? I think we were, we had just passed out of the, um, like, I think 2008 recession had just, I uh, was ebbing and I was asking what happens. He said, you won't even realize what is happening. It just happens at its own pace. So I feel that a lot of people who have to quit using your product, they will do so. Right. And without having to actually even think about what is the value. One example, I think, which, uh, which, uh, resonates with retention is what Shopify is doing right now. So Shopify uh, lets you, uh, give, I think it gives you 14 days free trial for its platform, yeah. right? They increased it to 90 days, yeah, right, right. which is fantastic. I think I know a lot of companies can't do that mm -hmm. uh, unless you are funded, unless you are, you're sure that you are ready to spend so much to acquire these free users 
which may or may not be paying at the end of stage. But at the, at the same time, this is empathy, I think, in action. And second is, it's amazing retention practice because uh, the churn itself is defined differently for, uh, for companies to companies. For me, it can be, I define churn as someone who leaves my platform in three months. For someone, it can be someone leaves platform in 30 days. Sure. I think just by increasing the time frame, uh, they are actually redefining the churn for themselves. And at the same time, they are, they are making sure that someone who's signing up the platform for the first time is getting the best experience out of it. Awesome, awesome. I, I'm so glad you mentioned the Shopify example. I think uh, the whole Shopify team has been really proactive and uh, the way they have handled the whole COVID pandemic, they've created a loyal following of small medium businesses who are their core TG. And I think definitely, I like the fact that you mentioned empathy in action. I think that is one way to basically put these uh, happy thoughts into practice is to basically uh, go out and do those things other than just talk about it. Fantastic. Now, one uh, critical question for marketers such as myself and of course other people who are trying to figure out what to do. What are the top three things that you suggest marketers need to focus on right now? Absolutely. So uh, in yesterday's webinar, I actually asked the question. Uh, I gave uh, my audience five different, uh, you can say marketing activities you should be engaging in. And I asked them, which would you do uh, if you have all the resources with you? So it, it started with digital advertising, uh, SEO, social media, email marketing, and I think fifth one was content marketing, right? Most of the words actually came for digital advertising, right? I personally feel uh, that it is the best time to do so as long as you know what is your objective. You cannot spend on customer acquisition. Sure. If you are spending that budget to engage people, if you are spending that budget to maybe uh, send out amazing message mm. to the people, mm. I think that's when you are using your budget very wisely. But I think advertising on platforms, you have to be very subtle what you are using. So uh, just to give you one data point, the uh, the the ad spend on uh, native advertising platforms like Outbrain, Taboola, it has dropped by 40 to 70%. And one of the reasons why it's happening is because those platforms has very specific use case. And when you are advertising there, you're not expecting sales all the time. But when you're advertising on, let's say, Google ads, for instance, or search ads, you are expecting a very specific response from the user. So I think uh, as long as you are sure that uh, you, you, what you want to use the platform for, and it's, it delivers that, I think digital advertising is the best thing to do right now. Uh, it's the cheapest and I think it will be the cheapest in the years to come. Fantastic. Uh, the second activity I think everyone can and should do is content. Mm -hmm. I think, and by content, I, I don't mean that uh, there, you need to have a content team that works on it. I think content is something that each and every person in the organization can contribute to, whether it's from a customer success team, uh, whether it's uh, your sales team, whether it's your marketing team, and maybe even product team itself. So we, we try to do is all the, uh, in our company, what we do is we try to gather all the information from everyone and turn it into great pieces of content. I think this is the time when brands can actually collaborate, especially e-commerce, which have nothing to do right now. So you guys can actually go out and maybe collaborate and make some amazing content for your audience. So that is the second activity. The third I would say is, say is stay in touch with your customer. Uh, whether you use WhatsApp for that, whether you use phone numbers, whether you emails, but stay in touch with them. 
because in six months time uh, when things maybe when the wheel starts to move again i think people will forget you they want to make sure that uh, they remember you they remember that you have been in touch with them throughout this time uh, and i think again that's empathy in action you want to understand the problem that they are going through how as a brand you can assist them fantastic i completely agree 100% couldn't agree more especially the third point things might improve and brands might forget you but uh, that goes to connect people will always remember absolutely now if i could ask you one question of course coming back to my favorite topic which is about engaging with users right now and i get so many messages i'm sure you must be getting all of these different promotions and uh, some of them are really nice campaigns as well for brands who are trying to do exactly that remain in touch with their customers even though their core business has suffered they are all trying to find a sweet spot and understand what is it that they can do that will really impress or wow their customers even though they cannot fulfill all their promises what is that one thing or what is what is the best user engagement strategy for a brand right now according to you i think i think it's education uh, and it can be around anything so one example would be scm rush again it's from marketing industry so i'm i'm giving example from oh. uh, from mine but the first thing that they did when the lockdown started was they completely opened their uh, courses which were paid for everyone for i think one month or so so i think that, that is one of the best thing that you can do and i think a lot of brands have actually tried that udacity coursera they have made all their courses free right i think that is one of the best way to, and i think as a consumer sentiment i'm i'm personally i'm realizing is everyone is taking this time as an opportunity to learn uh, of course it's a great time to be with your family but at the same time uh, you, when you're not working there's something that you need to do all this all those hours you spend traveling you need to invest somewhere and people feel this need to actually educate or reeducate themselves and i think brands can fill that gap by coming into the picture and say hey i have something amazing to offer you free of cost and it's even better when that course is actually paid because it makes sense for the customer that uh, i mean this is something that they couldn't get maybe after 3 or 6 months time So I think that is one of the best user engagement strategy. Uh, the Fantastic. second would be the second would be uh, by engaging them in activities. So I think uh, I'm part of a growth folks community. Uh, I had their Mumbai chapter. I think I told you. Um, so we did a webinar with uh, Chief Growth Officer of SCM Rush uh, two weeks back, and one thing that we did after the event is. Uh, when everyone i when the speaker was gone we let every single user at the platform stay so it's it's a community so we wanted everyone to introduce themselves and now they are engaging at as different touch points they are engaging with in our whatsapp groups they are engaging in facebook groups wow. and and we are even trying to come up with different strategies so for instance uh, one of the thing at vazel and even at growth folks we are doing is we are opening our platform for guest blogging so while you want to educate there are always something that you, as an audience or as a user you want to share with people so we have made our platform open and we allow people to actually fill their time by writing for us super super i am so glad you mentioned that last point i think i completely agree with the fact that this is the best time right now to educate and i think content has the power to reach uh, 
so many different people at, at the same time. Uh, sure. Fantastic. This brings me to the last question of today's Dad and uh, one of my personal favorites because I'm a bit of a sci-fi nerd. So all of these little things make me, uh, make me very excited. And we are all working from home, right? As we know it. Mm. The whole world, in fact, is in it together. Everybody is working from home and it's kind of a strange feeling because it's never happened before, right? A lot of people have some apprehensions. A lot of people have been enjoying it as well. Do you think that we are heading towards a work from home future? I mean, there's no escaping it. That's the best way to go forward. I mean, even if uh, that is not happening, uh, my personal predisposition is that is what we should aim and try to achieve. And for multiple reasons, not just the economic aspect of it. There is certainly a great economic advantage of doing that. Sure. So number one, I think you must have heard the news. Uh, TCS yes. uh, made that 75% of his employee will be working from home till 25. Mm-hmm. Now what is happening is you're saving cost of infrastructure cost, you're saving cost on electricity or uh, the rent, the, uh, the real estate cost you're saving there, then the office resources. Of course, there are disadvantages. I, I won't go into that. But I think as a society, we need to reinvent this, that what are the advantages from working from home? You're not, uh, you're not going outside on car, one car filling up, a pe- that should be taking at least four people just driving into your office. I think that is one of the reasons uh, we, uh, we talk about pollution all day. Okay. We are the one creating it. So I think uh, it's, it's need of the hour. And one thing that will uh, actually assist this is we will also learn to collaborate more. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the biggest challenges while working from home is uh, how you can, how you collaborate and communicate with everyone in your team. I think that is one challenge there will be, but it is the best way to move forward. I think I am a big fan of uh, all those companies who actually, uh, who have very remote teams and they're still making to make amazing products. Basecamp is one of the great examples. It's like a hundred million dollar company and left a team of like 50 or hundred people and they all work remotely across at least I think five continents. So it's, it's a great example, I think, uh, Basecamp. And uh, even right now, I think there is not problem, no problem. Many companies are not facing it. But as a, uh, as in, even in Basel, I would say that um, we are not facing any problem by working remotely. The only thing that we face issue is with communication and we ensure that in, uh, when we were doing just one, let's do two in a week, maybe a Monday and a Friday, just to make sure we are, we are catching up on our uh, daily task and our okay. deadline. I completely agree. Over-communicate. That is, that is what we have been told to do right now. Over-communicate. <laughs> it's completely nice. fine, but do that. Super duper. Thank you so much, Siddharth. That brings us to the end of this uh, fantastic conversation. I learned so much from you. I'm so glad you shared a few of those examples. I think I, I shared almost everything that I've been going through in the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we are so glad. We are so and yeah, I don't have people to talk to here, so I think I was <laughs> talking too much. <laughs> Which is exactly why we are doing this. We, we know that people are really lonely right now. It's the best time to talk to them. <laughs> exactly. Thank you once again for doing this. Thanks, Priyam. It was uh, amazing from my side as well. That was Siddharth Rivedi from Vizel. I hope you liked the conversation. Do let us know which part did you like the most on Twitter at WebEngage. Our next guest is from a popular gaming app and he has a lot to share about the sudden push to demand in gaming in the past few months.
Tune into the next episode to find out what he has to say. I'll see you soon. Till then, you know what you have to do. Stay home, stay safe, follow social distance and take care.